0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Beautiful Behavior podcast. I am your host, Diane Sorensen, certified life coach, hypnotherapy practitioner, mother, grandmother, and human fascinated with behavior and how to live our best life. My goal is to offer you another perspective, to see behavior in ourselves, our children, and others from another angle. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel more connected in their relationships. It's for anyone who feels the pull for something more. It's for parents and those who are not. This podcast is for anyone who wants to take a deeper look. Because this is where we talk about breaking generational patterns and outdated cultural beliefs, cultivating deeper connections in our life and leading our life with more confidence and clarity. And I believe that's when beautiful behavior comes into focus. You can learn more about my process, me, and the three different ways in which beautiful behavior could come into focus for you at my website at diane.sorensen.net. That's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Okay, listeners, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. So today, I wanted to talk about how not to mess up your kid. This is something that I think is apparent that we have all had some version of this fear of what if I mess up my kids? I'm, you know, I'm I'm so afraid I'm going to mess them up. Um, And if you're not a parent, this could pertain to you also. Um, How not to mess up whatever you put at the end of that, right? How not to mess up my career, how not to mess up a relationship, right? Another relationship, how not to mess up whatever it is because really this is about how not to mess up period this is our fear of not being good enough this is a relationship issue but it's the relation the the relationship issue it is or the the blah 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 what am i trying to say here it's about the relationship you're having with yourself. So the relationship issue isn't about the relationship you're having with your child or the relationship you're having with someone else. It is about the relationship you're having with yourself. And I know in general, we don't really think about that. We don't think about having a relationship with myself um, I mean, oftentimes we don't even think about parenting as a relationship with our child. We, you know, we think about it as, "I'm in the role of the parent; you're in the role of the child." Um, but everything, and you've, if you've been listening to this podcast, I have said this before: everything is a relationship. So the issue here is the relationship we're having with ourselves, and you know, we busy ourselves. So much. I mean, we just keep ourselves so busy um, and focused on others that we don't even have any idea the relationship we're having with ourselves. We have any idea how we're treating ourselves. So I want you to think about that. How do I treat myself? So just notice the thoughts, the thoughts that are going on in your head. And again, we keep ourselves so busy. We keep ourselves so focused on other things, um, turning on screens or turning towards screens. So that there's always input going into our brain. And a lot of times that is our resistance to being with what's going on in our head. So, notice those thoughts. Notice what's going on in there, because there was a time where I had no, um, really, no idea what was going on in my head, what, what, you know, these thoughts were. But here's the deal: we are not our thoughts. We have thoughts. We have thoughts that come in they come in and they just kind of pass by and sometimes we get really attached to our thoughts and sometimes we believe all of our thoughts and and sometimes our thoughts aren't necessarily true so you know and those are called limiting beliefs so if if you um, have if you, any any negative thought you're having about yourself is a limiting belief. it's not true, but here's the deal. We made assumptions about ourselves um, or we make assumptions about ourselves based on how people react to us or respond to us. And um, at when we were children, we made assumptions about ourselves um, when, you know, our parents were upset with us or whatever. And um, any negative experiences we had as children before the age of 10, we make it about us. So any of these negative beliefs we have about ourselves aren't actually true. That's not who we are. But we They end up getting buried in our subconscious. We don't even know they're there. But we do go around unconsciously um, gathering evidence as to why these things are true about us. So just notice. Notice what's going on, all the thoughts in your head. Like Notice when you make a mistake. Notice when you mess up. What do you tell yourself? You know, do you say, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Why do I always mess up? Blah, 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 blah. You know, calling ourselves names. Oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I know better, right? We've all said these things and had this, you know, inner critic going in our head. And the thing about this critical voice is that it's not your voice, it is the internalized voice that we got growing up from our parents and significant adults in our life. So most of us grew up on traditional practices and the traditional cultural model, and you know that were uh, criticized, got in trouble for having certain. Uh, emotions. Um, We might have been criticized um, for being upset. You know, go to your room if you're going to act like that. And we may have, you know, gotten punished for making mistakes, Um, uh, for essentially for messing up. We, we We got in trouble for messing up. And so when we make a mistake now, as an adult, now we're punishing ourselves. That voice just goes um, on autoplay. And it's almost like it's saying, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't you mess up, don't ever mess up, don't mess up. And what happens is we mess up. And then we punish ourselves. We got the message that messing up Was bad and wrong and will get you punished. So now, when we mess up, we feel like we're bad and wrong and we punish ourselves in our head. That critical voice, just that CD ROM, just starts playing. And so, of course, when we become parents and our kids mess up, We see them, we see that as our mess up and it's bad and wrong and we'll be judged as bad parents, which I think as a parent is our greatest fear. And I think just as a human, messing up is one of our greatest fears because uh, as a child, messing up got us rejection and so we equate messing up with rejection. And one of our innate needs as a human is to be accepted and to belong. And messing up usually got us isolation, right? Go into your room or whatever that was. It, it, it gave us the message, you're not good enough in this moment. You are unlovable, In this moment. And enough of those moments without repair has us believing, leaves us with the belief, I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. And we go through life proving that we are enough and proving that we're lovable. But the thing is, we don't have to prove it, but we think we have to prove it. And as a parent, one of the biggest ways we prove ourselves is through our children, which really is a significant, tremendous stress on a child. Because really, they are, we're giving them the job of holding our self worth. That if they are a certain way, which is really good enough, then, then our self worth stays intact and then we are good enough. So there's this uh, codependent piece where, you know, this unwritten message, this unsaid message that. If you don't mess up, then I'm okay. And it's the same burden that we carried unconsciously for our parents. And this is how generational patterns continue. It's the generational fear of... You know, it's generational fear and it's fear of not being good enough. So how do you not mess up your kid or how do you not mess up? Well, this is about perfection. The fear of messing up is all about perfection. And perfection is all about if I act perfect, sound perfect, look perfect, then I won't have to deal with the with the vulnerability of being imperfect. I know Brené Brown puts it much more eloquently, but something to that effect. So my version is that perfection is about covering up our true self. To be a cultural being, not a human being, a cultural being, to fit into the culture so I feel good enough, so I feel accepted. And here's the ironic thing about that, is that fitting in is a barrier to being truly loved for who we are. Because fitting in says, who do I have to be? to be accepted here you know we're like chameleons it's who do I have to be in this situation and really we're we're asking who do my kids have to be to be accepted and we are in a roundabout way trying to protect our children because I think one of the biggest fears also we have as parents is um That our children won't, quote unquote, fit in. But really what we want is for them to belong and for them to be accepted. Um, And so, but what we're missing is that we can be accepted for who we are innately. And that starts with self-acceptance. Because if we go back to what's going on in our head, in that voice in our head, is it, is it saying loving things to us or is it saying critical things to us? And we think it's everybody else out there judging us when it's actually our own self in our head judging us. You know, everybody's else busy judging themselves and trying to be who they think you think they should be. Um, so this comes back to self and it is really about self-trust, trusting in our self. And this question of how do I not mess up my kids or I'm afraid I'm going to mess them up is uh, really about a belief that there's a right way like there's this right way to do this there's a right way to do pyrenees. there's a right way to do i don't know whatever like there's a right way to do life and you got to get it right because that's when you're deserving you know deserving of i don't lo- love and success and you know whatever that is and you know we can't get it wrong Because there's a wrong way, and if I get it wrong, that's messing up, that is bad, and that is undeserving, and I will, you know, that will be the death of my self-worth, which really is, it is a pain uh, so deep. It's like dying from the inside out. And so we want to turn this around, and we want to live from the inside out out. And so to do that and and so here it is, how to not mess up your kid or how to not mess up your career or whatever it is that you don't want to mess up. The way not to do that is by being open to messing up. Yes, you heard me right. Being open to messing up is the way to freedom, look. Messing up, making a mistake, is inevitable. We are human beings, perfectly imperfect, and not messing up. Not um, oh, how do I want to say that? Here's what I'm trying to say. Not being a mess up, and I'm using quote air quotes on that, a mess up, is to be being open to messing up and taking ownership of that. And I always say, one thing isn't the absence of its opposite. So not messing up is not the opposite of messing up. It's actually the ownership of it. I mean, that's the contrast. So how could we ever learn anything if we never messed up, if we never made a mistake, if our kids never messed up? How are they going to learn what direction is the direction that they want to go? And here is the deal. We don't like to mess up because we don't like the way it feels feels and we don't want our kids making messing up because we don't like the way it feels and here's the irony is that because it doesn't feel good when we can connect to that and go oh this doesn't feel good I want to make a different choice because that one didn't didn't feel good, so now I'm going to make a different choice to take me in a different direction. That is the learning, and what happens with our kids we a lot of times will rescue them from their feelings because we don't want to, you know, to feel we don't want them to have to feel any pain and we don't want to feel it ourselves, so we rescue them, which then rescues them from any learning taking place, or we punish them in essence we try to make them feel the way we think they should feel so that they don't make the same mistake again and that in itself is a mistake because what happens when we make them feel bad the the issue at hand gets lost in what they end up what yeah what they end up focusing on is how mean you are, and how angry they are with you. And they focus on defending themselves, which then the actual issue completely gets lost and nothing is learned there either except anger and resentment. So it it creates a power struggle, which is a mistake. It's a mess up. You know, when we have a power struggle with our child or with anybody, uh, it doesn't feel good to either party and it needs to be repaired we need we can go back and you know just let them know hey I messed up I reacted to that in a way that I didn't want to react it wasn't respectful and I'm working on that I'm working on owning my own feelings um, my own anger and managing that. And um, I just wanted you to know. And that's it. That's a repair. And that's very, very powerful um, for a child to have a parent say that or for anybody on the other side of a power struggle um, or on the uh, at, at the other side of your anger. Because what happens a lot of times when we're angry is rather than owning it, um, and managing it, we are throwing it at other people and blaming them for it. So, uh, or, or the other thing we do is we shove it down. We shove the anger down and pretend we're not angry. Um, which is, you know, on the other side of the spectrum. Um, but then that's why it ends up coming out sideways and we end up throwing it at other people because we're shoving it down until it just right? It, it just explodes out. So number one on how to mess up your kids is self-compassion. So owning your mistakes, owning that you messed up. Yep, I messed up and I'm going to own that. And then notice what comes up for you. Maybe it's anger is coming up. It's so angry that at yourself for messing up. And notice that and let it rise and connect to that and start talking to the anger. Hello angry or anger, welcome anger. I feel you Oh, right in my gut, breathe with me angry. You're safe, you're safe. I'm not gonna push you away. I'm not gonna tell you to leave. You can be here. I am the grown up in the room now. Come closer, take my hand. I see how scared you are. Breathe with me angry. You're safe, you're safe. We can get through this together, we can handle this. That is a self-compassion practice. That is talking compassionately to whatever part of you is showing up, whatever feeling is showing up. Name it. Talk with it. Compassionately. And what happens is when we let it know that I'm not going to push you away or ignore you, it's... It lets go of us because it's being heard. It's being understood. And I always say, and I might not see it on every episode, but probably many of them, what you resist persists and grows. And so when we're shoving our emotions away, we're not acknowledging them, we're keeping ourselves busy, we're just, you know, eating them away, shopping them away, drinking them away, whatever it is, them yelling them away, um, start to notice them and just talk compassionately to them um, because this is how you are going to be more compassionate with your children and others when they have a mess up. And then we're not going to rescue them from their mess up or uh persecute them for their mess up. We're going to allow them to feel what they actually feel about that and make a plan to have make another choice. You get to choose again that may take you in the direction that you want to go. And that's what we want to do with ourselves too is that okay, anger, I see you. I hear you. You're here. And you know what? We're going to do this together. Let's make a new choice. Let's make a different choice. And it's not even about making the right choice this time. It's just making a choice and then noticing, did that take me in the direction I want to go? How does that choice feel? And if not, let's keep tweaking it until we're going I'm going in the direction I want to go and then that's how you can help your children too when they mess up and then they know that you know what messing up is inevitable and then they develop problem-solving skills of now what could I do and then we all become problem solvers instead of um Problem avoiders. Because again, remember, avoiding, <laughs> avoiding our feelings, avoiding problems, they what well, we're resisting them because that's resistance and that they will persist and grow bigger. We'll have bigger problems. So number one, self-compassion. Number two, focus on what you want. So instead of focusing on this fear of, am I gonna mess up my kids? Oh my gosh, every time they mess up, I think. I, am I messing them up? Or, you know, focus on what you want. What do you want? And then practice being the person you want your children to become. You don't get to choose who they want to be, but you can choose who you want to be. And if we're wanting our child to be a certain way, then that is who we actually need to become. We cannot ask our children to be in a way that we're not being, or use skills that we're unwilling to use. So for example, if you, how do you want your child to be? So you might say, well, I want my child to be kind. So okay, so then you look at, you know, turn that light on you and say, okay, so how am I being kind? or you might say um i want my child to learn to be respectful okay so then again turn that light on you how am i showing up in respectful ways how am i being that model and what i really want you to notice is that we do use those skills when you know They're doing what we want them to do. But really notice, how am I being respectful? How am I being kind when things aren't going the way I want them to go? What if they're doing some things that, that trigger me? Then how kind and how respectful am I being? So that's what we need to pay attention to and take ownership of those times when we fall short of being kind and respectful. So these steps aren't how to not mess up your kid. These steps are actually how to let go of the fear of messing up your kid or even of messing up and allowing yourself and your kids to be fully human. And that is beautiful. So I want to hear from you. What are your questions? What are your thoughts on this? You can DM me, private message me, get a hold of me, on, go to my website, and you can email me from there. I do personally read and respond to all emails that come through my website. So I love hearing from you and have a beautiful week being fully human. Thank you for tuning in to the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show or previous shows, I would so appreciate you subscribing and leaving a review. I am so grateful for all of you listeners who are joining me here for these conversations because I believe it's through these type of conversations that we start to shift the paradigm, creating a more loving and compassionate world. I hope you will join me here each week as we discover new ways to show up in our lives and create a bigger impact. And if you are ready to take this to the next level, head on over to my website at diane.sorensen.net. Again, that's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Get on my calendar and see how you can be supported and if we're a good fit so that you can get out of survival and into thrival. Change is possible and I've got you.